0: Hi, this is Mary Angela Perna, and welcome to Lush Left Media. On today's program, I'm super fortunate. I have psychotherapist Nick Carmody. He's a former attorney. He's a survivor of two brain injuries and PTSD, and it's that very expertise and background. He is an, He's just an amazing observer of what's happening in today's national politics, particularly with the right wing, and I'm so very grateful that you came on the show. So is it okay if I call you Nick? Absolutely. Okay, thank you so much, sir, for coming on to Left Left Media. So, well, thank you for having me, Mary. Well, gosh, I mean, like this, this is my honor. Like your Twitter feed is seriously, I could sit there, he, just for the audience, and I will hand, and, and you know, you'll give your Twitter handle, but it's really worth your time following him on Twitter because like you just do these long threads, and it's just like a masterclass in kind of helping us people that didn't go, that aren't psychologists, to kind of understand what is this. And as I told you before, we started recording and I've said it on my show million times. I've brought journalists on my show. You know, I'm really kind of a, I've always followed the right wing and Bannon to me. People say, well, how come you don't talk about Fox News? I don't need to watch Fox News. I go to the source. It starts on Bannon. And then if it, if it gains traction, then you'll see Tucker Carlson talk about it, like, like whatever the issue, the, the thing is. Whether it was CRT, that fake controversy, or, you know, the board now he's trying to get people not to think about Ukraine, he's focusing on the southern border wall. Like whatever the misdirection play is to just distract people, and he cloaks it in working class language, what he calls nationalist populism. And you did a thread Just to get right into the meat of this, you did a very, really, really great thread. I gotta get it about uh, basically Ukraine and like like the GOP's reaction to what's happening with Ukraine. And you use the word like with Bannon you know, the righteous indignation, basically, of the working class. What did you mean by that? Like, what do you, what are, what are you seeing as far as, like, the right wing? And I know that you're not, like, you don't watch as much Bannon as, like, say I do. I get that. But overall, what do you, let's start there. What are your, what's your observation? What are your thoughts as far as, like, this bizarre kind of Putin-talker, Carlson with Putin and Bannon, and they don't want you to talk about Ukraine. They don't, in fact, Bannon says, We don't care about that border. We care about the southern border. That's basically it in a nutshell, what I just said.
1: Yeah, I think from a political standpoint, um, you know, the trend hadn't been good for Biden and the Democrats. And if you look at the polling data, it, it hasn't, you know, it, it's, it's not promising for the midterms, it's not promising for 2024. So, at a minimum, um, you know, historically, the nation tends to get behind a wartime president. And so, you know, when they start to see um, complementary articles or um, NATO unifying um, or a lot of their constituents starting to kind of align behind Biden, just from a pure political standpoint, that's threatening, right? And so they they immediately want to try to kneecap any success that that Biden has. And one of the ways you can kneecap that success is by redirecting and getting people to not care about what's going on over there, because if they don't care about what's going on over there, then they're not going to be aware of anything good that he's doing.
0: That's actually, that's a really interesting point to undermine. I kept saying that to people like what they're doing, whether it was COVID recovery, it was anything. It was always to undermine the Biden, Biden agenda. It always, whether it's Tucker, Bannon, any of them, it's just undermined. It's, it, it, they don't want you to look at, like, that wages are really high. They don't want to look at, you know, we have low unemployment right now. I'm talking facts, numbers on a page. This isn't about Republican, Democrat. I'm talking about actual facts. They don't want you to look at, you know, that we are getting a handle on COVID. We really are. Look, just, they just approved a fourth booster, I mean, I follow the numbers very closely. I'm here in New Jersey. We were hit one of the we were one of the hardest states hit per capita. It's basically it's really manageable now. They don't. But now they have to be like Then it's about like don't take the vaccine. It's always like the opposite of what we. It's, I, I call it Earth Two. What is is it just to undermine Democrats or progress? What do you think?
1: Well, from a political standpoint. um, you know, absolutely. I mean, they, they'll, they you know, they'll basically undermine or be very subversive with, um, you know, with the vaccines and with COVID, and then they'll turn around and criticize the lack of progress on containing it. And so, you know, it's basically reached a point where, um, you know, you hear the phrase all the time, you're moving the goalposts, but it really doesn't matter, you know, what what the situation is. It's just kind of this, uh, what I've called performative obstinance, where they're just going to take the opposite position of whatever the current um, argument is even if it's um, mutually exclusive or antithetical to a position that they took five minutes earlier on a on a similar um, situation. Right. And I think you know a, a lot of it too with like a lot of it also with Tucker and with um, um, you know perhaps Bannon is that um, you know when you've spent the last few years rooting for you know literally and this is a quote from Tucker rooting for Russia. And, right. um, you know, c- criticizing, you know, f- Ukraine symbolized a threat to Trump's presidency, right? And, and many of these uh, media personalities, they have basically invested their reputations and their careers um, into uh, defending Trump and, and really, right. you know, de- re- defending against the existential threat against the Republican Party if Trump went down because the party went all in on him. And so, right. you know, Ukraine, rep- Ukraine represented a threat to all of that. And so, you know, even before this Ukraine stuff started coming around, and you heard Tucker talking about how he was rooting against Ukraine, well, some of that was just kind of the residual effect of, you know, almost this, this, this immature, childish resentment, uh, grudge that was being held against Ukraine because Trump got himself in trouble, you know, because of interacting with Ukraine. You know, obviously he got bailed out by the Senate. But there was almost this grudge that was being held against, against Ukraine. Um, for, you know, basically being, you know, somewhat innocent bystanders, in, you know, in Trump's attempt to uh, to to have, uh, to dig up dirt against Biden for the upcoming election at that time. And so, you know, in a way it was almost this innocent, you know, I'm, I, I hate Ukraine. Ukraine it was almost what, under you know, took Trump down. So I'm pissed off at Ukraine. I'm going to keep talking shit about Ukraine. And then, you know, suddenly Ukraine takes the world stage as, you know, basically this fight against, you know, to, to kind of uh, – you know, against authoritarianism. And you know suddenly they found themselves in a you know a really bad position. And so you know one of the ways to kind of erase years of um, you know being on the wrong side of history and and being on the wrong side of uh, you know really democracy and and uh, even humanity is to distract away from that stuff is to let's talk you know, let's not worry about the you know the the eastern border of Ukraine with Russia. Let's worry about the southern border of the United States. With uh, Mexico, because again, America first, and right. you know, it, it, it's it's just a distraction and a way to kind of paper over, um, you know, just years of really bad takes and really bad positions.
0: And, and and just quickly before I have my next question, you know that if Trump, let's just say, God forbid, Trump was in there, you know, he won re-election. Right? If this had happened, Ukraine, this Ukraine, you know, you know, this invasion, about. They would be calling him, like, the next Winston Churchill, like, right now, like, 24 hours a day. This is what's so ridiculous. You know, if he made it to, like, shore up our NATO allies, et cetera, to, like, you know, let's help Ukraine. He would, they would be calling him whatever, like, name your wartime historical, again, I keep thinking, like, you know, Winston Churchill. They would. I, I, these people are liars. They're, they're liars through and through. And I think that that's the psychology part that I want to get into. Why are they – are they – now, you can't diagnose people. I realize that. Like, you have an ethics thing going on. And, listen, I barely graduated high school. Like, I'm super impressed by not only do you have a JD, which, my God, but, I mean, you, you're a psychologist. And I realize you cannot diagnose from afar. But just as an observer, just as somebody who you know you studied, ba 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 ba, you see patients. What is it in someone that can just be so like just blatant lying? Whether it was the, the, the disgusting treatment of Ketongi, uh, uh, Judge Judge Jackson uh, in you know with the confirmation hearings, you know Ted Cruz. Uh, Lindsey Graham, blah blah. They, 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 these are people that are attorneys. They know that critical race theory isn't taught in grammar school. They know it's a law school class. He was a, he was a Ted Cruz was a was a went to school with her at Harvard, literally. These are Josh Holly. These are Holly used to be the attorney general. These are attorneys. They know. What is it? this lying like this? This this absolute garbage behavior. What is this? Well, some of it is,
1: you and know, the, and some the of these people. And the ability to
0: do it, the the ability to do that.
1: Well, some of these people actually voted for her. What was it? Nine months ago, when she nine made it onto Instagram. the Lindsey Graham, I know Lindsey Qu- Graham, right? And so, you know, that that shows there. It's you know, it's it, it's a lot of it's performative. Um, you know, part of it is that there's just there's no consequences for lying. There's no consequences, you know, hypocrisy doesn't matter, facts don't matter, the past doesn't matter. You know, we've reached a point, and, and I think part of this is kind of the, the byproduct of dealing with somebody with cluster B personality disorders at the head of the food chain, which is Trump, Right. Um, you know, who literally, you know, one of the symptoms of those disorders is that they, you know, they basically, um, they, they live in, this is a phrase coined by uh, a psychiatrist, um um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, I think it's David Reese, and uh, he, he termed it as living in the et- eternal, immortal now. Right? It's all about winning the next five minutes, and the past is irrelevant. The future doesn't matter, and it's just you know you just you you, you say whatever you have to say in in the moment, and you're not held accountable for it. And, and you know right. because that's the case, you know there's no there's no penalty for that. You know in the past, if you were caught lying or if you were caught saying something that was you know um, that that just you know painting in a very bad light. There was often repercussions for that, and you know we reached a point in society where that just doesn't matter anymore. And you know, wait, I, I love that line.
0: As, That's like so brilliant. What was that? Something something of the eternal now. What is that? Can you repeat? Well, that?
1: this is and I've I've quoted this quite a bit in stuff I've written about Trump, but it's and it's true of just kind of. Um, the oh, that, society as a whole it, right
0: it, 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 it's like ringing so true with these because again yeah. i'm on bannon watch which is like the epicenter bad quarters of this nonsense they really are it's extremely transactional it's extremely like we don't care what lie he just had rudy on again they're trying to resurrect the whole hunter biden thing laptop thing it doesn't matter they, they it, 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 they were they were at the, at the, they were the orchestrators of one six period that whole and it's and what I knew to be true whether it was Bannon Eastman all of these they workshopped this on the show in real time what well I guess it was just like the immediate thing of whatever you would is it again it's so great
1: so it's it's you know it's living in the eternal immortal now right it's as if eternal, the, the current moment will 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 last forever. Um, it's immortal and, and, you know, it's eternal. And, and that's all you, that you have to worry about. And when you, when you operate that way, you know, as a narcissist or a sociopath does because, um, you know, they, they just have no, no they have zero, you know, zero regard for consequences or morality or empathy or anything like that, you, you know, you just do or say whatever you have to do to win the next five minutes. And if it contradicts whatever you did or said to win the previous five minutes, it doesn't matter because nobody's holding you accountable anyway. And so, you know, we just have that, you know, those types of behaviors layered upon, you know, previous types of behaviors, and it just becomes, you know, it's how you kind of build this alternate reality based on, you know, this lie after lie or exaggeration, you know, hypocrisy. And, you know, and as far as, you know, why they're doing this, you know, a lot of this, it just boils down to we've just reached a point where, you know, it's the preservation of the tribe. Um, is the top priority. You know, it, it, regardless of, of you know whatever is being done by the leader winning. of the tribe, it's it's just it's, about winning. It's about you know it's, it's about, about power. Winning. When everything is when everything is framed as a flight 93, you know fill in the blank election or uh, supreme court nomination or you know whatever it may be, and everything is framed in in terms of you know being an existential threat. Well, right. you know, when we, are in, when we are in survival mode, you know, anything goes, right? I mean, we, we you know, in right. society, we give, people, we give people the right to kill other people if, if you're in survivor mode, if you're fighting for your life. And so when you are fighting for, you know, the country or for democracy, and both sides think that, that's the problem, is both sides think that, mm-hmm. you know, the election, you know, is, is or will, is, was, or will be stolen. And when you, you know, when, when that's, you know, the, the premise that you're operating from, then anything goes. The ends justify the means because everything's existential and you're essentially fighting for your life.
0: Well, can I ask you, so on this, like, let's just, let's get into this for a second because that phrase you use could be applied to, let's get into, like, 1-6. And obviously, you, were you taking sort of your background, like your education, your background, is it possible, how do I phrase this my question here? Are people... That normally wouldn't do an action. Is it possible they can be manipulated? I hate the word brainwashed, but what radicalized? What what, what do you think was at play there?
1: Well, if, you know, if, what, when I, I wrote a piece one time where I described it. It's the misapplication of values. Uh, if duty if duty bound people are lied okay. to enough times and they start right. to believe the lie, then it becomes patriotic and really a function of your duty to um, defend against what you believe is, is happening, right? And so in this case, right. if you've been told, you know, whether it's military people or whether it was law enforcement or whatever it was, mm-hmm. these duty-bound people, who, you, know, who, you know, who take, you know, their duty, you know, to be a sacred, you know, uh, um, act, you know action or, 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 you know, activity, um, you know, when they believe that it's been stolen, well, you know what ends up happening is they believe it's their duty—it's a patriotic duty—to basically steal it back. And so, you know, what ends up happening is, you know, decent people, you know, value-oriented people, um, are end up doing the wrong thing for what they believe is the right reasons. And so, basically, it becomes a misapplication of their values based on their belief in disinformation or propaganda. Um, or an alternate reality. And that's, you know, for a lot of those people, you know, they, they, that's what happened. You know, they, these, it's not, you know, it's not 74 million bad people uh, who voted right. for Trump. It's, it, it's tens and tens and tens. You know, there's some bad people in there, of course, and there's bad people who voted for Biden. But, you know, there's right. many tens of millions of people who, you know, who voted for Trump who are just caught up in, you know, this, this whirlwind of disinformation and alternate realities right. and, and toxic information.
0: Right. And, so I guess that kind of leads me to this. You know, years ago, I – many, many years ago when I was, like, young, I had a relationship with this guy. I, it was, we were together for, you know, a few years, and it was, he was physically abusive and emotionally abusive. It was awful. And it took me a very long time, and I finally, like, made my way into a psychologist's office, and it was this guy And he handed me the book that I'm sure you know, but it's called Sociopath Next Door. And he said, look, I can't diagnose this person, but from everything, all the data points you told me, I can just say that there's like a set of behaviors here. And I think you'll get something out of this book. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of that. Like, I didn't know anything about it. And I'm telling you, when I watch like these right, people like the Bannons and the Tuckers, et cetera, I just see that. I see it over the way they treat people, the way they discard people. There'll be people that go on Bannon show like all the time, then you don't hear from them ever again when like something does not work, They discard people. They're the most transactional people I've ever seen in my life. And it reminds me of that book, Sociopath Next Door, or that, you know, just learning about sociopathy. And can you talk about some of that? Can you talk about like cluster B, you know, disorders? and how it might apply well, per, here.
1: Well, cluster B personality disorders, there's four disorders. It's borderline, it's histrionic, it's uh, narcissistic personality disorder, and an antisocial personality disorder, which is uh, basically, so, you know, sociopath or um, psychopath. And, you know, when you speak in terms of transactional, you know, we, we've probably never seen anyone who, you know, was, a, I you know, on, on the, the stage that we've seen it that uh, was as transactional as Trump. I mean, it, you know, oh, he's definitely. a legend for... Legend for just, you know, throwing people, you know, Mo Brooks is, the, you know, probably the most recent one, but, you know, know it, it's literally, right. it, it's, you know, it's literally, you know, there's loyalty goes one way with him. Um, you know, he can't see anything outside of his own subjective experience. And, um, you know, so from that, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, there's zero empathy with, with narcissists or, uh, uh, you know, sociopaths or psychopaths is because, you know, when, when you, your entire world view is from your own subjective experience, it's, it's impossible for you to uh, put yourself in somebody else's shoes to understand their experience and therefore be able to relate to them or, or, or have, you know, some, you know, some sense of um, concern or, or empathy for them. And when you can't do that, then everybody just becomes basically a commodity um, you know for, for you know for you to consume or to manipulate or exploit or to use to further your own narcissistic or, or self-interest
0: But isn't aren't there like phrases like there's like a narcissistic injury I mean, I, I know this may be corny But or they, they need like the narcissistic supply I mean is that what we're looking at when they just constantly lie to you like you could be looking at a table and they'll convince you you're not looking at. They'll try to convince you you're not looking at a table.
1: Well, that, that's more of, uh, that's more gaslighting, right? Trying to right. Um, um, to try to distort you know your perception of, of reality. Um, as far as the narcissistic supply, you know that tends to be more of you know what what they're getting from you. You know that may be adulation, that may be attention. Um, you know, as, as far as going back to like the January sixth, there was something that I wrote back, and I think it was 2019, where um, or maybe it was 2020, where I, you know, I, and I, I well, as far back as 2018, I had written something, you know, saying that there would be violence, and Trump was talking about there being violence um, even during 2016. Yeah. And so, you know, I had written something back in 2018 that, uh, or I was saying in 2016, I hadn't written anything on, you know, publicly, but that, you know, I thought there would be violence in 2016 if he lost because he was already talking about rigged elections. And as we were leading up to 2020, um, you know, I was starting to think that, um, you know, that, that he he was going to try to incite something because you know, civil unrest, civil unrest, when perceived to be inspired by tribal loyalty or cult membership allegiance, is one of the greatest sources of narcissistic supply. Um, you know, it's basically that you know people are willing to to uh, to destroy and to fight for me or to even hurt or or maybe even kill other people in my name. Well, you know that's the that's the greatest you know source of narcissistic supply that Trump could ever get because you know if they're willing to do that for him, then he must be a great man, right? Why why would people go to that type of lengths unless he's that you know that great of a man? And so you know when he's sitting back and there's seven hours of missing phone data calls and you know he's not getting on there for you know several hours before you know getting out there and telling you know telling them to go home and you know he loves them and this was you know amazing or you know whatever the hell he said in that video, he was enjoying that. You know, those were people who were, you know, who were doing that for him, right? I mean, it was in his right. honor that all of that stuff was happening. And, you know, that was, that's the greatest source of narcissistic supply that, that he could ever experience.
0: Yeah. I, and and if you think about it, I mean, what, what president really, in the last whatever, sure, do they write books or, you know, maybe speak at some whatever? Of course. But he, like, won't go away. He won't just, like, go retire like they usually do. He clearly needs this, or he clearly, there's something in him that needs this attention or needs whatever. And I think that's what you're
1: talking about. Well, when when you experience it on the level that he's experienced it, it's difficult to ever, I mean, nothing's ever going to compare to that again. You know, you think about it in terms of, you know, maybe like a professional athlete who competes in front of 110,000 people and, you know, the crowd's cheering for you, you know, you score a touchdown or, you know, you stick the landing and, you know, gymnastics or whatever it is. And, you know, all of a sudden you retire and that's taken away from you. You know, nothing ever quite compares, you know. And so, you know, for Trump to be on the world stage and to, you know, to be talked about constantly, right, I mean, whether it was, you know, positive or negative, you know, and that's one of the things with narcissists, is that, um, you know, to them, it's almost like, you know, the old cliche with public relations, right? There's no such thing as, as bad PR. Well, with narcissists, right. there's no such thing as bad attention, right? I mean, to them, mm-hmm. you know, their hell, irre- irre- irrelevance and, uh, um, is basically their hell. You know, they, they just, they, you know, he, he getting that attention, whether it was Fox News talking about him goingly or Morning Joe, you know, constantly, you know, t- saying that, you know, he's a train wreck, you know, as long as he's mm-hmm. being talked about. It's you know he's satiating or at least you know attempting to to, to satiate his insatiable um, appetite for attention.
0: Well, your work is so important. Again, your Twitter is just really a wealth of just daily knowledge, and and, and I want to thank you. You do it for free. I'm going to say your Twitter handle just so that people, before I forget. So it's okay. at nick n i c k underscore c a r m o d y and I, are you writing like like medium are you writing anywhere or
1: So I, I have a Patreon account that I try to rewrite the threads as uh articles and then oftentimes okay. I'll expand upon, I'll expand upon the threads and or even combine the threads and I don't have a paywall uh, initially I didn't you know, I didn't have a paywall cuz you know no you know, nobody knew who the hell I was and who the hells going to pay to to read my stuff and then as well, time went on pay it just got I to you I
0: mean I've had and, like, at least two or three people are like, no, you've got to, like, follow this guy. He's he's really insightful, and I'm so glad well, now,
1: we have I mean, Well, I appreciate that. I mean, now it's, you know, it got to the point where, you know, the information is too important for me to, you know, have, have a 3 or $4 ask keep people from reading it, because I just think that, you know, what's going on is... Is uh, you know we're we're in a bad place and and, and I feel like I have a, a unique perspective on things and I think it's an important perspective and and so it just got to the point where it just didn't it doesn't didn't make any sense to you know to have a paywall and have people not read it because of that. Well, so, I hear you. you know, I and just,
0: one more, can I trouble you with one more little question? Sure. What? Again, you're not the counselor to the world, but in your experience, strength, education, and hope. What can we do? I know that, like, there's days where, and again, I consume way more, like, far-right-wing media than probably a lot of people. But, and I can, I have a, I have a strong higher threshold. But even I have days where, like, I get, like, very worried, very concerned, very, like, you know, and I I have to turn off, like, every, you know, I have to, like, I I watch Morning Joe every morning. I There's certain shows that I make sure to watch just to get, like, the straight news. Or I read, and I read my Washington Post every day. Like, there's certain things I do to get, like, the straight news, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. as far as paying attention to the band and, and just what's going on, it feels overwhelming at times. What do you tell people, like, as far as just go meditate, go for walks? Like, what do you do <laughs> in general? You don't have to well, give, me, give me a counseling session, but just some bit, two, two sentences.
1: Well, actually, let me go a little more in two sentences. You know, what, to, kind of to your point, you know, and I actually have written about this and I've talked about this in other podcasts, is one of the ways that I try to consume it is that I try to, you know, if I'm watching it just from a, uh, you know, God, I can't believe they're saying this. How could he say this? Oh, my God, you know, that's going to cause people to die or whatever it is. Yeah, it's overwhelming. It can stress you out. Right. But when I watch it, what I try to do is I try to watch it like, well, what's the angle here? What's the motivation, right? When Tucker says mm. this or Brandon says this, why would he say that, right? Like, what, what's, right. What, what's the manipulative game behind that? And I, I, I kind of equate it or, or analyze it similar to like a, uh, um, uh, an emergency room surgeon, right? I can, I can kind of compartmentalize, um, you know, the, the blood and the guts and, and the injuries that come in and just really, you know, look at it from, like, what's the angle, like, look at it as, okay, let, let's dissect what the injury here is, sew it up, and, and then let's move on. Now, that being said, now, when I have, you know, political conversations with people who don't see things the way that I see them, you know, people who I'm emotionally invested in and love, and it, it you know, it starts turning into a, a shit show of an argument, well, right. you know, then I, it, it's similar to, like, having, you know, now after, you know, being on, on the night shift in the emergency room all, all night and, you know, maybe – throwing three or four people up and not having effect affect me. And now it's all of a sudden, like, you know, my kid gets wheeled in after a car accident and I start shaking and I'm emotionally invested and I can't compartmentalize. And then it starts to get to me because mm. you, you realize it's, it's destabilizing your personal relationships.
0: Right, um, it's, right.
1: You know, so it, it, it's, it's a little bit different that way. But if I'm, you know, I, I have to, I almost remind myself to consciously flip the switch. So sometimes I can watch Banner I can watch Carl, you know, Tucker and I'll start getting worked up and like, all right, s- slow down. Why is he saying that? Don't, don't react to what's being said. You know, dissect why he's saying what he's saying. And then mm. that puts me in a different mindset to where it doesn't start to, you know, be so emotionally Like reframing you
0: know, it. Right.
1: Exactly. It's, you know, don't, don't react to what's being said. Try to, you know, try to, you know, figure out what the game is and, and why he's saying what he's saying. And that, that becomes a little bit easier. And that's, that's basically what I do when I write is to try to, you know, explain, you know, what's going on and why in a way that, you know, that people can understand it as far as just kind of yourself. I I just
0: want to say, like my husband and I were talking because, you know, he, we each have some people and, you know, whether it's someone he happens to see on Facebook or someone in my family, whatever, that we're just, they're off the rails as far as like wanting border walls and all the whole thing. Right. And, or not believing in COVID and we could go on and on and on. and, we are so grateful that we're, we are in alignment like pretty much like politically we're right there. We believe in science. We believe in being, not being bigoted, not being racist, you know, being inclusive. Our values are very much in alignment and we've, we've pondered like, what does, what does a couple do? What does a married couple do? Or, you know, uh, their partners and you've got kids, especially right. When you've got these little beings that you, have to guide when one person is like anti-mask, anti-science, thinks one six was great, um, whatever that you know, whatever that is, right? Because I notice it usually goes together. What? How does that even work? And we're just so grateful that like we don't have that issue. Like we're completely on the same page. And he drives me crazy in other ways. Don't get me wrong, but like as far as just basic values and political, the way we view just life is our values are very much in alignment. And, I, and he said that, you know, now he, he, he has to go back into the office once a week. He, there's, there's, he can't believe there's like four people that he knows they got divorced during this time that he's been, you know, working for, you because know, of COVID. And we both said we were sure that there's probably a lot of divorce. That'll come out. Like the, the, a lot of people, the families broke up over this. Or people aren't talking. Or best friends aren't best friends. They're, they don't talk anymore. I mean, there's got. It has to be. Would you agree or not?
1: What well, I agree with what that there was a lot of divorces and stuff, or
0: divorces, friendships breaking up, just oh yeah, not...
1: absolutely. I don't know if did you see the uh, the the thread that I wrote about the applying an addiction model to uh, um, to tribalism, and uh, it was kind of inspired by. Um, observing the fact that you know, t- starting in 2016, we started seeing you know divorces occur over Trump and people defriending themselves and you know family members wow. becoming estranged. Did, did uh, I'll send that to you after the, after we, we do the interview, but um, well, yeah, that, you know, one of the things the that I I'm
0: bringing, i bring I want to tell you why I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up because okay. you know I grew I've been in Al-Anon since '96, and you know I grew up with I. I and for the program, for, for Al-Anon, friends and families of, you know, addicts of alcoholics. And, but I think everybody could use some al personally. And it's just about, you know, taking personal inventory but also boundaries. And, and there's a saying in Al-Anon, or any 12 steps, it's, it's take what you like and leave the rest. I'm sure you've heard that line. And I think that's kind of a way to approach just people because you're gonna run into people that you don't that, that that they're off the rails as far as like they don't think the election was real or COVID or whatever, and I think we have to we can set boundaries in a healthy way, but you know you take what you like and leave the rest. I mean that's for me that's the way that I I think I've landed on that,
1: I think. That's 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 where I try to get to with you know people in my life is like look you know there's there's so much good you know in in our relationship and there's so many other areas. You know where, where where we are compatible or where we agree is that right. it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense you know I value you or I love you more than than you know my political beliefs or right. you know, and so you know it doesn't make sense to you know to throw away a relationship or to um, to to not talk over politics and you know and part of that is is just you know especially from the the you know from the left side is to not, you know, be careful with, you know, the demonizing, be careful with the name-calling, you know, COVID-idiots or, you know, whatever it may be. And remember, you know, and this kind of goes back to what I was mentioning earlier, is that, you know, there's a lot, you know, the majority of them very well are, you know, really, really good people. they just, you know, they've, you know, they've been manipulated. You know, you have to focus your negativity on the sources of their information rather than on them. And so, right. uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it, it, we're – you know, and one of the other things that I, you know, that I think about when, when I've gotten into arguments is that, you know, this is exactly what, you know, Putin and China and people who are who are fueling all the disinformation on our social media, this is what they want for this country. They want us to be divided. I mean, it's, it's probably That's one right. of the reasons that that went into his calculations for invading, you know, Ukraine was that we were so damn divided – over COVID, over the trucker, you know, rallies, over uh-huh. you know the the That's election, over Trump, you know, um, over sure. the, the ma- masks and vaccines, all that stuff, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we are essentially playing right into you know these foreign enemies' hands um, by right. by dividing ourselves this way, by you know by by you know imposing the self-imposed um, tearing apart of, of of our families and our friendships and our marriages right. and, and, and everything else.
0: You know. I I said this wasn't a therapy session, but this was kind of like a therapy session. (laughs) Thank you so much. I mean, you really—this is why you're good at what you do because just it was—that's exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, where people—and listen, people evolve, people change. Like people, they change their minds. And uh, I think it uh, was—I've been a fan of Dr. Uh, Stephen. I don't know if you're familiar with him. uh, He's—he's a. Dr. Hassan, Steve Hassan. Hassan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've known about him long before social media. He was a, uh, I was a musician in my former life, and somebody tried to recruit me into Scientology, believe it or not, in the city in New York, in the late '90s. And uh, I, I, I was, like three things. I was not invested, but uh, someone was, like, took me to lunch and told me, you should watch, like, read some of this guy's stuff. And this was a, a long time ago. So I've been following his work for many, many years. He's a cult expert, and he's an expert on, like, radicalization and, and all that stuff, but particularly cult. And he talks about, like, you don't just, like – it's hard, but you don't just, like not, if – they're mistreating you. That's In my opinion, for me personally – I'm not going to be mistreated on a regular basis or yelled at or screamed at. You know what I mean? That, that's where I have to draw a line. But if you have a relationship, like if it's your brother or if it's your friend or if it's your, you know, particularly like a like a relative or a family member, again, I think that's to take what you like and don't leave, and you we know, really like, what did I just say? Uh, take what be you like rough. and leave the rest. Yeah, yeah, I think that kind of is wisdom for the ages, especially now. And yeah, and, and there's I, also I, I,
1: there's there's I, also a flip side to that. There's also a flip side to that too. And, and you know, cause I'm sure there's you know plenty of people who'll be listening and, and be like, "Well, that's crazy. You don't know my mom, or you don't know my dad, or my brother." And, and but, you know, right. there's something to be said for that because you know, oftentimes what what also can happen is that we you know we allow the obli- the the obligation that is created by the title, right? Mother, mm-hmm. son, you know, sibling, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, w- w- we stay in an unhealthy relationship or we maintain an unhealthy relationship because of the obligation that we perceive is created by that title. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, it, there's just some relationships that can't be saved and, you know, no one is obligated to be disrespected or hurt. And so, you know, if you are... Well, that's
0: for the boundary are, part. But that's for the boundary, like just setting yeah. loving boundaries. Like they like they say, again, I'm going to use the false step. they say as... Uh, Set boundary. I forget that I'm gonna mess it up for some reason, but it's basically you don't set you don't set boundaries with an axe. You set it with love, right? But mm-hmm. basically, it's the same result. It's you honoring, kind of honoring them, because as I say to my daughter, my, my, my teenage daughter, I you know when she's had like fights with friends and she's devastated or like or a friend is mistreating her, whatever whatever it is. Sometimes I say to her, honey, you know, sometimes just, it doesn't make that person bad because I'm not going to talk badly about like another, you know, a teenager. Well, she's not. She's 19. She's going to be 20. But you know, when she was in high school, whatever, I'm, I'm not going to talk badly about like a kid. I'm just not going to do that. So I would say things to her like, honey, it just means that maybe it's not a match. I, you know, I've had plenty of relationships, friends, this, that, the other. It doesn't make me bad or them bad. It's just not a match at that time. That's kind of how I view it, and
1: yeah. it, people it, come so and go
0: like,
1: in. It, in, it, in it. Yeah, people come and go in and out of our lives, and you know, certain relationships are are, are there for you know a very short period of time and, and serve a you know a specific purpose or you know a, a mutual uh, a need for both parties, and you know then people grow apart. It's just kind of how how life works.
0: Well, sir, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I could keep you on for about fourteen hours. And I know myself, so I'm going to respect your boundaries because I know me, and I talk way too much and way too long, and anyone that knows me personally knows it is probably laughing right now listening to this because they know. So I I respect you so much. I, I really want to thank you for your work. Again, everybody, it is really worth your time. Just follow him on Twitter. It's, again, I'm going to give it again. It's uh, the at sign, and then Nick, I C K underscore, Carmody, C-A-R, i I'll put it in the show notes, and I'll put your Patreon also in the show notes. And you're, you just, the service that you're giving, just these long, really thoughtful threads, and just talking to people, it, it, it's really incredibly important, especially in this time, and I thank you so very much.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words.
0: Well, keep on doing it. You're welcome any time to come back on. It'd be my honor. Thank sure. Yeah, so I'd be, I'd be,
1: uh, I would like to do that.
0: Perfect. I will be in touch. And again, thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye.